What does it mean to connect to your future at Lake Michigan College? They connect you to your future opportunities. They partner with local industries and employers, ensuring their programs align to the needs of the community's workforce. Lake Michigan College can help you get to the future you want. Visit lakemichigancollege.edu. WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock news block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by Special Light in Decatur and Benton Harbor. There's a good chance you've walked through a Special Light door when you go to a local restaurant, school store, or plant. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. Southwest Michigan is expected to get hit with some severe winter weather moving into Christmas weekend. National Weather Service meteorologist Michael Skipper tells us there's a system moving in from Canada that will slam the region with frigid temperatures, wind gusts of up to 50 miles an hour, and snow late in the week. It might go back to rain and snow at different times Thursday. Possibly some freezing rain in there, but the heavy snow is going to hold off until probably very late Thursday into Friday. Winds will pick up rapidly with almost like a flash freeze on late Thursday night, early Friday, and then it will snow hard. It looks like traveling conditions should be worsening rapidly either late Thursday night or early Friday. Skipper says those who are traveling for Christmas should get going on Thursday or sooner if they can. It's just going to be very dangerous to travel on Friday into Friday evening. Skipper says the wind gusts create the threat of power outages. He says the region is poised to be hit with a strong weather system that's strengthening now. He recommends everyone be prepared with emergency supplies in their homes and cars. Holtec International, the owner of the Palisades Nuclear Power Plant, has announced it one, will once again try to secure funds to restart the plant. The company says it will reapply for the U.S. Department of Energy's Civil Nuclear Credit Program next year. Last month, the government agency rejected the company's first bid for the federal grants. Holtec's Director of Communications, Patrick O'Brien, told us more. You know, we didn't take the decision lightly. We still see the value in providing that carbon-free energy to the grid. We've had a lot of good support from the state, key local stakeholders. So we thought the way kind of DOE does this program uh, makes a lot of sense for us to apply again for this next round of funding come January. For now, O'Brien says the team at Palisades will remain focused on decommissioning the plant. That's expected to take decades. Van Buren Cass District Health Department Medical Director Larry Weil is asking everyone to use common sense to avoid illness this Christmas and New Year's. He tells us with RSV, the flu, and COVID, area hospitals are busy. ERs have been busy, and big hospitals that support our two counties up in Kalamazoo, St. Joe, Indiana, they're also busy, not only their ERs, but actually admissions. Wild says those who are traveling should take steps to protect themselves and others. We got people wanting to get together to see loved ones and family and traveling. And they may travel with a little sniffles because this is the only opportunity to see loved ones over the holiday break. And so make sure you keep your distance, wash your hands, wear a mask if you're having symptoms. And if you see someone who's sick, stay away from them. Wild says the three illnesses are all similar in symptoms. And although there are medications to alleviate them that won't reduce your time, being contagious if you get sick. Congressman Fred Upton says it's a crazy time in Washington as it still is not known who will be the next Speaker of the House and members of Congress are not sure of their committee assignments. Speaking to Michigan's big show, just a couple of weeks left as a congressman, Upton said last week's passage of a temporary spending measure shows the problem solvers in Congress need to keep up the fight. The sun's going to come up. You know, we got to govern. we got a lot of shoals there in the water, that is for sure. But somehow we'll survive. It'll happen. I'm going to miss not being a problem solver with my colleagues, both Republican and Democrat. But that middle, they've got to perform. 
Upton was asked by host Michael Patrick Shields if he'd like to be the House Speaker, something he said Congresswoman Candace Miller suggested to him. Upton wouldn't bet on it. We've never had a speaker that hasn't been a member of Congress, but that's not a requirement. People have voted. I mean, in the past, they voted for Colin Powell. They voted for, you know, other, other people. Upton said he prefers to be considered a problem solver rather than a moderate. He told Michigan Advance last week the November elections show far-right candidates are not what the voters want. As he said, Michigan will now have just six Republicans in Congress, the fewest ever, and the State House and Senate were both won by Democrats. He said, quote, I think there's a message there. As we approach 2023, Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel has her eyes on a key change to the rules of the state Capitol building. She says the rules can soon be enacted with Democrats taking control of all three chambers of state government. I have had conversations with the governor, the Democrats who are about to take over power in uh, both the House and in the Senate. And I have basically begged them to do something in the way of banning firearms at the Capitol to make sure that we were protecting the public, not just protecting the lives of those who are elected leaders and those who serve us. The call for a ban on firearms at the state Capitol building in Lansing stems from armed protests in April of 2020 from those who opposed COVID emergency declarations. The sentencing of members of the Wolverine Watchmen militia implicated in the kidnapping plot of Governor Gretchen Whitmer this month sparked renewed calls for the firearms ban. And the city of St. Joseph is bringing back its candy cane lane to Milton Park just in time for Christmas. The Parks and Rec Department says Candy Cane Lane is a family-friendly way to stroll through the park and look at multicolored candy canes placed throughout. You can find hidden rocks with holiday pictures, grab a craft from a pergola to take home and read How to Grinch Stole Christmas, which is posted throughout the park. Also, don't forget to grab a real edible candy cane before leaving. Milton Park is located at the corner of Winchester and Niles Avenue, and Candy Cane Lane will be open starting this Friday through January 8th. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News Now continues. The January 6th committee has held its final hearing. More if maybe see Sherry Preston. The January 6th committee's work comes to a close with Chair Benny Thompson calling for an historic vote. The question is on the motion to favorably report to the House. Those in favor say aye. Aye. Those opposed, no. In the opinion of the chair, the ayes have it. The members deciding unanimously to recommend criminal referrals to the Justice Department regarding former President Trump and others' actions the day of the attack on the U.S. Capitol and for attempting to overthrow a presidential election. More from ABC's Aaron Kaczorski. Vice Chair Liz Cheney said among the most shameful of the committee's findings is that Trump sat in the White House dining room watching the violence on television, refusing to act while police officers were attacked and the Capitol was ransacked. Jamie Raskin noted the 900 prosecutions of the rioters, but said ours is not a system of justice where foot soldiers go to jail and the masterminds and ringleaders get a free pass. Daria Albinger, ABC News. The White House is not saying much about the history-making criminal referrals by Congress of Donald Trump for his part in the January 6th riots. ABC's Andy Field explains why. The White House repeating its standard response to anything related to former President Trump and the attack on the Capitol. We'll continue uh, to speak out about defending uh, our democracy against ongoing threats. Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre explaining that President Biden will not comment or get involved in any Justice Department prosecution of the former president, only saying he has confidence in that department's decisions. 
Andy Field, ABC News, Washington. Sam Bankman-Fried may be ready to come to the U.S. to face criminal charges related to the collapse of cryptocurrency exchange FTX following a chaotic court appearance in the Bahamas. A lawyer for Bankman-Fried was quoted as saying Monday the disgraced FTX founders agreed to be extradited to the U.S. A court hearing was stopped earlier in the day when his attorney said it was premature for him to stand before the court. Jerome Roberts, a local defense attorney for Bankman-Fried, told the New York Times lawyers will prepare the needed documents. It was not clear when extradition will occur. The mayor of El Paso has declared a state of emergency in response to the influx of migrants to the border community. The White House says there are 23,000 agents at the southern border, an historic number, but the White House press secretary told ABC's Karen Travers Congress needs to back them up with funding. The mayor of El Paso, Texas, says the surge of migrants will be, quote, incredible and huge when Title 42 expires on Wednesday. I asked White House Press Secretary Corrine Jean-Pierre what the administration's doing to help that border city. She said there are 23,000 agents on the southern border, but more funding is needed to deal with this issue. If they are serious, uh, Republicans in Congress are serious about securing the border, then they should I- I- assist in making sure the men and women at the DHS have what they need uh, to get this done. Karen Travers, ABC News, the White House. A senior U.S. military official says Russia's war in Ukraine and anti-regime protests in Iran limited both adversaries' ability to influence or interfere in the recent midterm elections. Army Major General William Hartman said today he was surprised by the lack of malign activity from Russia, Iran, or China compared to previous elections. Hartman leads the U.S. Cyber National Mission Force, which partners with the National Security Agency in detecting and stopping election intrusions. He says growing conflicts could have snared more resources in Moscow and Tehran than might otherwise have been allotted to American election interference. Meanwhile, Russian President Vladimir Putin is in Belarus meeting with the Belarusian president. The meeting's fueling speculation Moscow could try to lean on its ally to join the war against Ukraine. More if maybe he's Brit Klenet. Ukraine says Russia is preparing to attack from Belarus, launching a major ground offensive as early as next month. You know, Belarus Defense Ministry says its armed forces have completed combat readiness checks, it says. The question is, you know, is this a false alarm? Is it a way to divert resources and manpower from the southern and eastern? Eastern front lines. You know, Belarus hasn't been directly involved in this war, but it did allow Russian troops to attack from its border at the start of the war. Millions of Twitter users have asked Elon Musk to step down as the head of Twitter in a poll the billionaire created and promised to abide by. But as of this afternoon, there was no word from Musk on whether he will step aside or who a new leader could be. Twitter's grown more chaotic and confusing under Musk's leadership with rapidly changing policies that are withdrawn or altered soon after. Many of the votes for Musk to step down likely came from Tesla investors who have grown tired of the 24-7 Twitter chaos, which they say has distracted the eccentric CEO from the electric car company, his main source of wealth. And it looks like Johnny Depp and ex-wife Amber Heard have settled their differences, sort of. ABC's Jason Nathanson has more. Earlier this year, a jury awarded Johnny Depp a little over $10 million in his defamation case against ex-wife Amber Heard, and she was awarded $2 million from Depp in her countersuit. She vowed to appeal, and her lawyer at the time said Heard didn't have that kind of money, and now word that the two have agreed to settle things. Heard writes on Instagram that it was a very difficult decision, and it doesn't mean she's admitting to anything, but the trial nearly broke her, and she doesn't want to go through that again. Depp will reportedly donate the settlement money to charity. Jason Athenson, ABC News, Hollywood. WSJM News Now continues with your weather forecast.